Coach Belichick joins us now. We're going to start with questions. We'll begin with Michael Hurley, followed by Zach Cox. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hi, good. Uh, I had a question about your running backs beyond Damian and Ramondre with uh, Kevin Strong and, and uh, sorry, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. Haven't seen much of them. We haven't seen much of them. What have you seen from them and their progress this year uh, in practice and uh, in the meeting rooms? Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're making progress like um, you would want to expect rookies to. Uh, Pierce played a little more in the kicking game. Um, and um, again, those guys get a lot of carries in the scout team periods, um, along with JJ. And so, you know, we have confidence in, in all those players and they're they work hard. Um, they're getting better. Um, just a couple of good players in front of them. Thanks. You're welcome. Next question is Zach Cox, followed by Chris Ryan. Hey, Bill. Uh, I know sacks aren't everything for pass rushers, but Josh Uche has been able to be pretty consistently productive over these last couple of weeks uh, in that area. Uh, just in your view of what has allowed him to have uh, that kind of production lately? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing for Josh this year uh, has just really been his availability. Um, you know, Josh is a good athlete and, and he has good speed off the edge and good pass rush techniques. Uh, but maybe build that through timing, consistency and you know, running games with your teammates and, and so forth. And, and, um, and he's done that since he's been here, but this year he's been able to do it on a more consistent basis in practice and training camp uh, and really build that uh, continuity as opposed to kind of being in and out of things and, and, um, sometimes, um, not fully being available for some of the roles that this year he's really been available for on, um, really almost a daily basis. So that, I think that's helped him as much as anything, just his consistency and, and the continuity he's been able to establish on the practice field, which is carried over into the games, which is carried over into higher production and more opportunities. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Chris Ryan, followed by Andrew Callahan. Hey, Bill, how are you? Good, Chris. I have kind of a, a big picture question about players, the offensive uh, skill positions. Obviously, you're seeing a lot of really talented guys, you know, over the uh, the last a couple of weeks. Do you feel that these players are, you know, better, faster, quicker, um, more talented than, than guys of the past. Have we seen an evolution in that area where guys are continuing to get better or could certain guys play in any era? Mm, well, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of great players at that position through the years, so I'm not sure about, you know, the comparisons, um, but we've certainly had to cover, um, you know, whether it's the Marvin Harrisons, uh, who's in the Hall of Fame, or Randy Moss, uh, who we've had or covered, who's in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, players like that, we can rattle off quite a few more. Um, but that's, <laughs> those players are pretty good. They demanded a lot of attention. And if you didn't give it to them, um, and they had good quarterbacks, uh, they were able to rack up a lot of yards. So, I don't know. It's an interesting question, um, but certainly there's a lot of great skill players in the game now, but uh, I think that's always kind of been the case. 
Yeah, I was, I was talking to Lawrence Taylor about that, and he said, you know, basically like Mahomes is the same as Randall Cunningham was, but perhaps he's given more leeway to do things. Like, do you feel that these schemes have changed, but a guy like Cunningham or Warren Moon could do similar stuff to you know, whether it's Mahomes or Kyler Murray? Well, I agree with I would agree with him on that. I think the schemes have changed. You see the quarterbacks in the shotgun way more than they were, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, and certainly before that, uh, you see way more passes than we've seen. If you go back to some of the um, earlier Super Bowls, 20 passes in a game kind of thing, you know, now you get that before the end of the first half. So, um, and certainly a lot of the passing plays that are, um, you know, extensions of running plays, getting the ball to, to guys in space, whatever that's RPOs or uh, little bubble passes and things like that, more receivers on the field uh, and fewer blockers on the field, just gives quarterback more guys to throw to. And, and so, you know, I think we've seen the, the schemes in the game definitely change to statistically where you see a lot more passes, a lot more completions, a lot more yards, uh, a lot fewer rushing attempts. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that. Thanks. You're welcome. Next question, Andrew Callahan, followed by Dakota Randall. Hey, Bill, I want to follow up on your answer to a question Phil had yesterday regarding a possible change in offensive play caller. Cause he said you feel good about this system you have in place, including the offensive staff, you would quote, whatever the process is, specific to the offense, um, what makes you feel good about it? Yeah, look, I'm not saying that we can't improve in every area because we can. Um, so, and we'll continue to try to do that. And so that's across the board, players, plays, coaches, decisions, et cetera. Like we're always trying to improve all the time. We'll continue to do that. So that's, that's where we are. That's where we have been. That's probably where we always will be. It's always trying to do a little bit better and try to find the best ways to um, be successful. Yeah, I think it's more of a question of, you know, the, the positive things that are coming out from the current system in place. I understand you're always trying to get better, always doing things with the intention to win. Where are you encouraged within the current offensive system? Yeah, and again, Success comes through consistency, and and that's really what we're trying to build towards. Uh, always more consistency, more production, and we'll continue to try to work towards that. Next question to Carter Raymond, followed by Mark Daniel. Hey, Bill. I believe uh, Barmore is eligible to, come, to start practicing next week. Uh, do you expect him to travel out west with you this weekend, uh, or is that not something – that you'll really be able to know until later in the week. Uh, right. Well, we we won't make any decision until um, it's time to make that decision. But um, yeah, Christian's making good progress. We'll evaluate it. Uh, and we do daily. We see him daily, and and uh, he's working hard, um, making progress. But we'll see exactly where he is and and what he'll be ready to do uh, and when he'll be ready to do it. Um, so we'll talk to the. Um, you know, the medical and, and um, training staff and strength staff, the people that have been working most closely with him, trying to get him ready for that. Um, you know, the time frame that, that the league allows um, is obviously relevant because we can't 
exceed that or we can't go in front of that. But ultimately, it comes down to what the player's physical status is and what he can do. And, and so that determination will be made uh, by the by the people that are working with him on that that rehab and and, and in that process. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes here at the end of the week. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Sure. Next, Mark Daniels, followed by Kyrie Thompson. Hey, Bill. Um, sort of a similar question. One, Marcus Cannon, is he in a position where, you know, he can return and, and play for you this season, or, you know, is is, is he done due to his injury? And then a follow-up to that would be just what, what has to improve in your pass protection? I know this year you guys have allowed you know, more sacks than you did last year. The numbers are sometimes misleading, but what has to improve there? Right. Well, Marcus's situation, like everyone's, uh, every player who's um, is dealing with anything or is on injury reserve, would be you know a case by case basis, and and uh, those injuries are are a little bit different. Um, injuries are different, so they'll be treated differently based on the different individuals. Um, but again, yeah, collectively, offensively, it's about you know overall team execution. Um, some of the um, you know, things are all the things that we can talk about are, are somewhat interrelated. I mean, obviously, the passing game is a function of protection, timing, coverage, decision making, etc. Um, so sometimes there's good protection and not good throwing opportunities. Sometimes there are good throwing opportunities, not a protection. Uh, and so forth. Sometimes it could be a combination of things. So it's really about the execution, uh, you know, the individual plays. Um, you know, we've had good plays, we have bad plays. They haven't all come on the same type of play. Not everything falls into the same bucket. Um, you know, three-step drops, five-step drops, deeper drops, play action, quarterback movement plays, etc. Third down plays, um, first down plays. So it's it's really there are a number of different things that, you know, uh, that go into, uh, to this discussion. And, and I appreciate the question, but it, it really, it, it transcends a lot of, you know, overall execution of the particular play that was called against the team and the defense that we're facing and, and whatever plays haven't gone well, we have to address either better design or better execution or better timing, uh, or something so that, you know, we don't have negative plays. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Next question, Kyrie Thompson, followed by Evan Lazar. Uh, Coach, we talked a bunch about uh, Marcus Jones as uh, as a return man um, and what he did on offense last Thursday, but he also got some early action on defense, had a good play on a, a Gabe Davis, I believe. Where has, how far has he come defensively, you know, as, as a cornerback and, what about you know his skill set and his development um, made you want to put him out there you know in in such a big game against those receivers uh, last Thursday? Uh, well, we were um, a little short at corner compared to where we usually were with um, Jalen Mills inactive, so um, that's I'd say that's certainly part of the answer to the question, but. Um, Again, the big thing for Marcus was um, his availability and uh, ability to practice and and work on his fundamentals and techniques and improve. And and so 
he didn't have a lot of that opportunity in the spring uh, and then was um, a couple of weeks delayed getting back into that in the into training camp. And I'd say at that point, there were some other people that were uh, ahead of him, not necessarily because they were, um, you know, that he was deficient. He just hadn't had a lot of opportunity to uh, to even be out there. And so, um, you know, overall, our, our cornerback depth is, has been pretty competitive. Um, you know, Jack had a good uh, had a good training camp and and you know has has made some solid plays for us uh, in that area and so again it's just how many of those guys can you get on the field you know Miles Jalen John Jones uh, Jack um, and so forth not to mention the you know the competition at safety um, with you know our four players there that that have a lot of playing time so. Um, so again, Marcus has continued to work hard, continue to improve. Um, his fundamentals have gotten better. His communication, experience, anticipation, uh, all those things. Uh, but just having a chance to do it um, has been uh, a big, big plus for him. And as he's gotten more opportunity, he's gotten better. He's gotten more comfortable with his teammates. They've gotten more comfortable with him. Communication, you know, recognizing things, making adjustments, that type of thing. So it's. It's been a combination of all those, but just, you know, having him out there on a on a daily basis uh, and and him getting the opportunity to do it has been beneficial to him and and certainly the rest of the secondary. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Next question, Evan Lazar, followed by Phil Perry. Hey, Coach, uh, I wanted to ask you about Marcus as well and just how you guys go about deciding, you know, how many snaps he plays in each phase of the game, you know, and not overworking him or is there – a limit to, you know, being able to play him on offense, defense, and special teams at a pretty good clip. Right. Well, I'm sure there's a limit here. Um, you know, his roles in the kicking game have really, you know, been in the two return phases and, uh, and on some kickoff coverage um, plays. And then um, defensively, he's played both inside and outside. And, you know, offensively, he played a handful of snaps last week. So, We'll just continue to evaluate that and try to, again, find ways that um, that he can help the team that that would be most beneficial to his utilization. I don't think he's been, you know, overtaxed in any of those areas. But uh, as you point out, potentially, could they add up? Um, sure. Uh, we've dealt with this before with um, other players that have um, really been more offensive players uh, like Troy Brown and Edelman who also played defense. Of course, both those players um, returned kicks and, and were involved in the kicking game as well. So, um, you know, we've had some experience with this type of, you know, this type of player, this type of thing before. Um, but each case is a little bit different and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, he's a, a player that has uh, some um, good skills and we'll, We'll try to see how it all plays out. And just quickly, has he got any experience in your system with, with downfield routes or, you know, we mostly saw him like on the screen or a jet motion or something like that, but, but has he run any, any of the route tree at all? Right. Well, he's, you know, he only played a handful of plays here against Buffalo and, and, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what he can, well, you know what he has done, what we'd be able to get to, and again, some of that's a function of 
other factors, you know, outside of him, not just what he can do, but what, you know, what, where other people would go and how things would um, develop. So we'll just have to wait and see, but certainly he has been explosive with the ball in his hands. We've all seen that. Thank you. Looks like two final questions will be Phil Curry followed by Dakota Randall. Hey, Bill, uh, wanted to ask you something that uh, Troy Brown mentioned the other day when he was asked about Taekwon Thornton. He said um, something to the effect of you don't necessarily have to be catching a lot of passes to have an impact on the game. Have you seen markers of progress from Taekwon in some of those other areas? Um, just based on the fact, if, you, if you're looking at the box start scores, you know, really since that Cleveland game, we had the two touchdowns, he's been sort of quiet in terms of statistical production, but are you seeing him um, advance in other areas? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Troy put it well. Um, yeah, I certainly wouldn't argue with that. Is there anything in particular that has struck you about his, his progress over the last several weeks here? I mean, yeah, it's been it's been consistent. Um, again, um, similar to the conversation we just had with Marcus, um, you know, Ty was a little bit limited in the spring, got off to a good start in training camp, you know, got injured in the Carolina game, missed the rest of preseason, missed the early part of the season, worked back in. Now he's for several weeks now he's been out there on a on a regular basis, practicing every day, playing and um, Again, taking the box score out of it, uh, just in terms of assignments, execution, uh, adjustments, uh, playing multiple positions uh, based on the formation, things like that. Yeah, all those have been um, have been progress for him. So, the more he can be out there, the more he can have the opportunity to to play and learn and get experience and and improve. Um, yeah, the better. And he's he's done all that. You're welcome. Last question, Dakota Randall. Yeah, Bill, uh, kind of a random question. Chris's question and mentioning of LT earlier, I'm mean, wondering, uh, and I know you're focused on your own team and your own players, and I don't even know how much you've been able to watch with him. But a lot of people, former players and coaches, have compared Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor. Just wondering, what do you think of those comparisons, whether they're fair, maybe not from a career accomplishment standpoint, obviously, but like a raw talent standpoint? Yeah, you know, we saw Parsons last year. That was pretty early in the season. Um, you know, we don't, we don't see a lot of them. So, um, yeah, that'd be a hard question for me to answer. I appreciate it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it's not, not taking anything away from anybody. It's just I haven't really seen a lot of it. Um, be hard for me to put anybody ahead of LT, but. But maybe ours. I don't know. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thank you.